0: Hey guys, you can now support this show and make your life 50% better by going to patreon.com forward slash the system is down and signing up for the Downers Club, where you're going to get access to a plethora of wild, crazy, and often offensive bonus audio and video episodes of the show on a weekly basis. For more information, just go to patreon.com forward slash the system is down. The following is a Goulash Media production. gulashmedia.net. Oh, <laughs> my QAnon Chronicles. It's me, the guy who hosts the show, Scott. I'm here. I'm talking again for you to listen to about QAnon. Maybe you've heard of it. You probably have if you listen to the show. But even if you don't listen to the show and this is your first time, you've probably heard of QAnon by now because, well, it's only the most dangerous domestic terror organization in American history, according to the mainstream media's, uh, Accurate, unbiased, deeply analytical, fair reporting. Um, And this show is a show where I talk about world events in the lens of the Q narrative. The Q narrative is that the world is very, very corrupt. It's been very, very corrupt for a long time. The average citizen of every country has been thieved from, oppressed, stolen, uh, stepped on, lied to... Etc., and um, good men and women are trying to change that. That's the bare bones Q narrative. And Trump is one of those good men and women. The Trump administration is the face of that military operation to restore the republic. That's the long and short of it, yes. And uh, I'm here today to talk to you about a couple of things just a couple of things, handful of things, some of them kind of strange. All of them interesting, um, definitely relevant in terms of uh, you know what we like to call cue proofs on this show. So, <clears throat> going that direction, we're going to start with the Cohen tapes. I don't know if anybody saw um, Tucker Carlson uh, playing some, uh, some tapes that he got his hands on of, of Chris Cuomo of CNN talking to Michael Cohen, the lawyer of Donald Trump. I don't know if you guys remember Michael Cohen and how uh, the Mueller team raided his office and took a bunch of tapes and everything. Uh, 149 tapes, I believe, were confiscated, only one of which actually had Trump on it, and that tape was not damaging enough to Trump to take him out. But the other 148 tapes, hmm, I bet that they're a lot like the one of Chris Cuomo and Mike Cohen on the phone. And this is a Q proof because when Michael Cohen's office got raided two years ago, Q asked the question, how do you introduce evidence into the court system um, uh, in reference to the Cohen raid? So the implication was, yeah, you might think that this is a bad thing for us, Cohen's office being raided, but in the end it'll probably turn out to be a beneficial thing because the contents of the raid will end up being incriminating to people that aren't Donald Trump. That was the implication that Q made two years ago when the office got raided and now we get what uh, is according to Tucker Carlson one of many tapes featuring Chris Cuomo talking basically bitching to Michael Cohen about how there's a bunch of women At CNN and he hears that they're complaining about him for sexual harassment and he's like baffled by it and he's like I can't even believe it you know he's willing to talk about how I did this I did that I can't even believe it Mike Cohen's pretty non he's like yeah that kind of sucks man but uh anyhow it doesn't really look that great and also Chris Cuomo in the tape is telling Cohen you can't trust the media you know how the media works they're just there to get a getcha moment and it's a story and it's a narrative and blah 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 so you got this tape of mike cohen on the phone with chris cuomo in which he's like yeah these women they think that i'm a pervert and also the media is fake you can't trust it um so that's hilarious uh there's probably more tapes where that came from and there's probably tapes that have a lot more incriminating evidence than uh that one um so i just thought i would point that out uh, just yet another example of q having very very advanced uh knowledge of things that later wind up transpiring next up we've got a weird i'm going to take some time on it a weird thread about antarctica i'm just reading this because it's weird um i don't necessarily believe in the assertions of this thread i just think that it is very interesting and whatever's going on in antarctica it's kind of strange so i'm going to read it to you okay here it goes it's by a guy named snarkish dano on twitter and he says it's time If you've read my previous Antarctica digs, which you haven't on this show, you'll know that there is a seeming hyper-interest in the area by the world elite. In the current era, it dates back to the Hitler obsession with the occult and its effect on Nazi Aryan destiny. I'll touch briefly on the Nazi landing and base, but that is not the primary direction of this threat. Admiral Byrd ran into some pretty crazy difficulties down under as well. Uh, as during Operation High Jump, and if we take away the flying disks, he still had to deal with the temps and the crazy issues that negative 60-degree cold brings to everything. Well, the Nazis surveyed, and many believe found there, an opening to a lush, hidden world, an area called New Schwabenland. I have the original Nazi map I'll include, along with my own mock-up of it on Google Earth so we can compare it with modern things. There is supposedly an opening to this base, 211, in the Svarm. Svar the Marin mountain range. I'll include a picture out of a book I have that gives this information. Again, mark down Google Earth. Notice the proximity to the Norwegian troll station. More info for the above tweet. Too much to fit in one. He posts a picture of what he's referring to. Also notice the preponderance of bases located within the Nazi mapped area seem to be predominantly blonde and blue types. I don't think it's anything in particular, but something of interest to note given the Nazi preoccupation with that ideal racial type. Then we get to Admiral Byrd and Operation High Jump. More specifically, his supposed diary of said operation and its results. His death not long after, and the odd contents of his diary, have been the speculation of conspiracy theorists for decades now. But, if we've learned anything in the past two years, conspiracy theory is not a bad word, it just means more digging is needed. Now, you're saying, okay, that's cool and all, but we know that. We expect better of you, Dano. Alas, I am aware of this, but come, bearing gifts... I swear, no, no Rotten Tomatoes yet. Now, before we go any further, all of the Google Earth stuff that you will see are images and locations of my own work, meaning I took the time to plot and verify the location of each and everything I've tagged as a point in these maps. And as far as I know, this may be the most complete mapping of points in Antarctica ever. I looked for months for something like it, couldn't find anything, so I decided to make my own. I'll share this Google Earth KML file with you all here so that you can apply it to your own copy of Google Earth and play with it at your leisure. This is a link to my anon google drive where I have all my shareable stuff staffed. Pause. This is me talking now. Go to my Twitter thread uh, after you listen to this episode and find this thread. I posted it uh, like early in the week so that you can see the pictures yourself. Continuing. Now, moving on. Do I think any of the above has anything to do with what I'm going to show below? Mm, Other than the search for the occultic unknown, no. New Schwabenland is too far out of the way by hundreds of miles to even be part of what I bring forth below. So that's all primer. Before I get going to uh, much of the new stuff, let me say that this has taken me well over six months to get to the point of being able to write this. Ever since my first dig on Antarctica, I've had a suspicion that something big was down there, something inherently evil. In fact, I was on the verge of going further on that original dig, but something kept me from doing so. I was sort of freaked out about it, to be honest. My dig buddies will attest to this as we talked about it. I decided to walk away for a while. I'm glad I did, as the extra time let me approach the problem from uh, another few angles and I've resolved it to my own satisfaction. I was right, but not in the way that I was originally thinking, and I think now is the time for this to come out. Back then, it was too early, so after six months, let's move onward. <clears throat> let's stay in the modern discovery area era of Antarctica. Specifically, let's focus on Mount Erebus, the most active volcano in Antarctica one of only five volcanoes in the world with an active lava lake and the focus of seeming interest of many elites. Instead of talking, I'll let a wiki screen cap do the work. Mount Erebus is noted for its active uh, lava lake, which has been in continuous activity since at least 1972, but probably much longer. Its lava lake is connected to a long-lived open and stable magma plumbing system which might have been in place for the last 17,000 years. The current activity at the lava lake includes spattering and sometimes strombolian explosions that can get bombed outside of the crater. Uh, Persistent lava lakes are very rare and require a delicate equilibrium between heat supply and heat loss. Now, Erebus is an interesting name. Let's see what dictionary.com has to say about it. It is a personification of darkness in Greek mythology, a place of darkness in the underworld on the way to Hades. A personification of darkness and a place of darkness in the underworld on the way to Hades? Huh, interesting. Let's continue. As noted above, the continual lava lake in Mount Erebus is one of only five in the world. So, in the personification of darkness and a place of darkness on the way to the underworld, we have a lake of fire. Oh, did I mention that it's at the bottom of a pit? What do you think that the bottom of a crater is? And it happens to be at the bottom of the world, too. Is this starting to ring any bells yet? I sure am hoping so. And yes, these are images of the lava lake, and he pulls some pictures. Some other interesting uh, tidbits about Mount Erebus. Recently, geologists spent tens of millions of dollars in seismically mapping the mountain. This was done by laying hundreds of sensors, about six... Feet long all over the mountain in a grid pattern. This was covered in one of the many Antarctica specials I found on the History Channel, and I can't for the life of me remember which one. Now, why would they go to that effort for this mountain, which has little to no effect on humanity, when there are hundreds of other volcanoes that have not had an internal survey at this level of detail done ever? I mean, hello, Mount St. Helens? I know they haven't done that there. I will post a video later that explains part of what I think they're looking for and how it's achieved, but. I think they are trying to map the passages within the mountain itself. We have been all but told that they are there. Another thing of interest is that the main US base, McMurdo Station, is only 22 miles away, the closest base to the mountain. Also notice how chopped up the satellite imagery is in the Mount Erebus area. Think that there are things there to hide? Now let's move on to the other side of the continent, but at the other end of the same mountain chain that comprises Mount Erebus and the backbone of the continent. Have you heard of the Ark of Gabriel? No, neither had I until recently, but its appearance occasioned some pretty spectacular meetings and trips of some unlikely people to the land way down under. A couple articles that will get you up to speed on what's happening there, and then he posts an article about the Russian Orthodox Church leader going to Antarctica. We've got the patriarch Kirill of the Eastern Orthodox Church meeting with the Pope for the first time in a thousand years and then immediately departing and taking this Ark of Gabriel with him to Antarctica, theoretically, to the only consecrated church on that continent. How does this tie in with Mount Erebus? Well, let's take a look at some interesting geology and topography of the area. There's basically a mountain range that runs the entire width of Antarctica from Mount Erebus on one end to the top of the Antarctica peninsula on the other. Now, the Russian church is on the Antarctic Peninsula. I'll mark it plainly on the map for all to see. Now we have two ends. What's in the middle? Well, funny you should ask. If you read both of my previous digs on Antarctica, you'll know that right smack dab in the middle is one of the pyramid mountains that exist down there. Uh, But it goes even deeper than that. Remember the mention of Buzz Aldrin and his trip? And then the tweet, we are all in danger It is evil itself. For the sake of argument, I'm going to accept that it's a genuine tweet. There's been some conjecture that it was a hoax, but I've yet to see anything concrete on that. So Buzz Aldrin had posted a picture of that uh, pyramid mountain, and it was captioned, We are all in danger. It is evil itself. Okay, so that's a weird thing for Buzz to say. Funny enough, Google Earth even has a name tag for that pyramid. Temple of the One. Wait, what? Temple of the One? What? What? As discussed in my previous thread, this temple has near it the only two privately owned blue ice runways on the entire continent. Part of that can be explained away by the fact that the highest mountain in Antarctica is only 90 miles away, but the peak conquering drive of mountaineers can't justify the expense of two blue ice runways. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, if the company provides logistical support for a fee, they can justify anything they want. Oh, well, looky there. And Yes, these are the guys that run those two runways. Our company, Antarctic Logistics and Expeditions. And then he links to their website. Now, let's pop back to Mount Erebus. Then-Secretary of State John Kerry made a trip down to Antarctica immediately after the 2016 loss of Hillary Clinton. One of his stops was Mount Erebus. I actually have gotten my hands on his Fitbit heat map track of the time he spent down there. Who? So why in the hell, no pun intended, I think, Would such a high-ranking U.S. government official head down that way at that time to then travel to the center of Mount Erebus? Well, take a look at this video and tell me if that puts you in mind of a fictional mountain description. And uh, And then he goes on to say, I am of course referring to Mount Doom in the Lord of the Rings, where Frodo and Gollum end up destroying the one true ring. Via a passage through the side of the crater wall, they end up in an area where they can access the Lake of Fire, written about in the 40s now. Did Carey go down there to rid himself of the one ring? No, of course not. What I do think he did do, and many other Cabal did before him, is consult with the being that is chained in the lake of fire in the bottomless pit at the bottom of the world. A stretch? Maybe. Satan, Beelzebub, Baal, Moloch, the devil, whatever you want to call him, he is real and he exists. He is the king of this world via God, and until God comes back, his will has been the law. But... He has been restrained, chained, and kept from exercising his full might. So, we have an extremely powerful holy relic, the Ark of Gabriel, located at one end of this mountain chain. In the center of the chain, we have the pyramidal Temple of One that sent Buzz Aldrin into a medically induced evacuation from the continent, stating, we are all in danger, it is evil itself, possibly a good place to have evil chained at the Temple of the One. Then, at the far end, we have Mount Erebus with all of its odd coinkidings, a mountain chain that also happens to look a lot like a snake, which by itself doesn't mean much, but coupled with all this other stuff, put it all together, I've got to wonder what's really going on down there. Can't be good. Oh, also, Rothschild Island, at the Ark of Gabriel, end of the continent. Yes, it's real. Yes, it's named. Yes, it's spooky. There are even guided boat tours of cabal types down in the area who perform art and such, on board these boats as they visit Antarctica. And look who is a trustee. Marina Abramovich is a trustee of the Rothschild Island. Interesting, interesting. So I bring that up because I thought that it was really very fascinating. I'm not saying that I believe that the devil is in the middle of a lake of fire in a mountain in Antarctica but you gotta admit, it is kind of strange that all of those famous, elite, powerful people go down there. Pretty pretty weird. Okay, moving on. I'm sure you saw Pelosi went to get haircuts and everybody was really pissed off about it. As well, they should be because, you know, rules for the rules for me. Right. And that's just another quiver uh, or arrow in the Trump administration's campaign quiver of, hey, do you really want to vote for these people who don't even obey the laws that they tell you you are like a dangerous deranged person for thinking might kind of be a scam designed to just control you and affect the outcome of the election? Yeah, and it's a really good arrow when these jokers keep doing crap like this. We we notice. Um, also, update on the nursing home data thing that I brought up last week. Um, nursing home data, the, the states that were requested to provide that have said, yeah, we've got a backlog, we're going to have to go hunting for it. It's probably not going to be available until when? <laughs> November 5th. Huh, isn't that interesting? November 5th, That's that's... That's the soonest that they can get that data to us. I wonder why. Very, very strange. Probably doesn't have anything to do with, like, how almost half of the people that died from COVID were old people. Also, the fact that Nancy Pelosi is 80 years old and thought that it was a good idea to not wear a mask in a hair salon means that she doesn't actually believe that COVID is dangerous, just so you know. Um, also, dog comms. There's been a lot of dog activity. Adam Schiff, uh, Ricky Gervais... A couple of other like mainstream media news reporters been posting about dead dogs. You guys know what that means. If you've been listening to the show long enough, you know that that means that somebody notable probably is dead. Does that mean we're going to find out and we're going to get a state funeral right away? Not necessarily. The dog comms could just be internal comms meant to notify other members of the cabal that somebody important has passed away. Doesn't necessarily mean they're going to announce it or weaponize the death yet but keep an eye out for uh notable public deaths and uh that's all i've got for you for this little mini sode so you know like us, share subscribe to us and do all the cool stuff about telling people about us listen to us be faithful whatever become a member of the downers club you can find us on patreon it's as little as five dollars a month and you know you'll feel kind of maybe somewhat good about yourself we'll see i mean i can't promise it but i feel pretty dope being a downer, I think you will too. So just give it a shot. All right, this has been another Dispatch from the Caniverse. Until next time, we'll smell you later. No, we won't. I'm not Joe Biden. Come on. This has been a Goulash Media production goulashmedia.net This concludes our broadcast day Click